Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is an outtake episode from time I spent with Ezra Levine, CEO of Collectible. They're doing some programming leading up to the national and uh, talking about some historical things and how we got there. So interviewing me, happy to participate in that. I love th- that aspect of what Collectible's doing. They have an interesting business concept, but they also are trying to give back. The Mint Collective was largely their initiative and doing this content. Uh, my hat's off to him. I hope it's successful for him. And here's our discussion. Again, this is just part of it. You need to go to their website and their channels for the road to the national. And I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I get asked different questions each time and try to answer them as best I can. So thank you, Ezra. Appreciate uh, your desire to make the history of the hobby known as I. We are talking today about the national coming up shortly in Atlantic City, over 40 years running of unquestionably the Super Bowl in the hobby. We look forward to seeing many of you at the National in Atlantic City in just a couple of weeks. Dr. Beckett, what do you personally love about the National? First of all, the people, you're going to find more people in one place and you're going to find more cards, number two, in one place. And number three, at least from my background and being a publisher and all that, there's more knowledge in one place. Mike Berkus used to say, if you can't find it at the national, it doesn't exist. But more than that, if you can't find somebody that knows about it at the national, then it's perhaps unknowable. So all those things, those are three things, the people, the cards, and the knowledge. And the fun, the fun goes without saying, that fun's mainly with the people. How, in your opinion, has the national evolved over the years? Obviously, this began, originated in 1979, first about 1980, we're talking in 2022. How has the national evolved from your vantage point over the years? In one sense, it's evolved a lot. In another sense, it hadn't evolved at all because all these things I believe that we're doing now were originally contemplated by Gavin and Steve and Mike, the three co-founders. And they did a lot of those things. It's just gotten to the next level. The corporate support, I'm sure they didn't contemplate a breaker pavilion, but they certainly contemplated interactivity to a high level, seminars, opportunities for collectors and dealers to get together. I think it's evolved in a very healthy way and it's stronger than it's ever been. I think this could wind up being the best national ever until the one that follows it (laughs) in Chicago in 2023. So that's a good problem to have that each one is better because they're already at a good, uh, Chicago last year was terrific. Atlantic City arguably could be better based on being on the East Coast. One exciting thing about last year's event was the amount of new participants who came. We had a record year in terms of people who came and attended the National for the first time. If you could give one tip only to people who are coming for the very first time in 2022, what would that number one tip be? First of all, it's not a statistical artifact, but if you have twice as many attendants, it kind of argues that probably half those people are going to be new (laughs) if you set a record. But of these new people, of which there'll still be a bunch of them in Atlantic City, is that I know people think that Wednesday's the preview night and you got to get it while you can. If you're an advanced collector, you know exactly what you want, then Wednesday is an important buying day for you, and even Thursday to that extent. If you're not then you really ought to case the place. Over the many years, I've bought things for more money at one table that 
The next day I found it a much lower price at another table. So don't rush into it. It's a four or five day experience. They're not going to be sold out on Sunday. In fact, there'll still be some good deals on Sundays. But if you specifically know what you want, try to make a beeline for it. Otherwise, case the place, meet the people, get a sense of the lay of the land. As Rich Klein says, go to the four corners, check it out. So you're someone who has extensive hobby history and obviously extensive national history. You're one of a few people who's been to every single national since the inception of it. What are you most excited about for the 2022 nationals or one thing in particular that you're most looking forward to or most excited about? I just think it's time. Atlantic City is considered to be less than ideal, but it's on the East Coast. And folks, there's a huge hobby contingent in the East Coast. And so it needs to be there. And I think there's a lot of pent up demand. And so I'm excited about seeing people that I haven't seen because they're East Coasters who were waiting for it to be back there. It's the way it was in the old days. I think we're going to have a great attendance and it's going to be a bunch of people from the East Coast that I haven't seen for a while. If you learn the history of the National, one of the things about it was that it was really set up to be a dealer show, right? From dealer to dealer, it's supposed to be a place where you can come and buy and sell and trade. Is there one particular piece of memorabilia or one particular car that you're most excited to see or to try to locate at the 2022 National? For me, not so much. But in the history of the National, yes, it was dealer-centric because that's kind of how you reserve the room. You have a size of room that you got to fill up with the dealer tables. But from the very beginning, Gavin, Steve, and Mike wanted it to be more than a card show, more than buy, sell, trade. And it has been. But again, for collectible, for other entities out there that are well-defined in their hobby pursuits, uh, that's going to be top of mind. That's not how I hobby anymore. I have the stuff that I want, and now I'm just kind of enjoying being kind of circulating around and seeing stuff I haven't seen, regardless of whether it's expensive or not. This national is coming at a very interesting time in the hobby's history and obviously in the hobby's evolution. We've seen real record prices and record booms over the last couple of years. Obviously, this one is coming at the midst of a little bit of a slowdown, obviously off all-time highs, but we have seen some declining prices and obviously pretty uncertain macro backdrop. What are you expecting in terms of the overall mood of participants and the hobby at the national next month? Well, the interesting thing to me is that instead of doing eBay comps or looking at these various uh, pricing sources, you're going to have under one roof a lot of those cards that are the same condition, the same card. And so the savvy buyer is going to know that. And it doesn't matter what it sold for somewhere else a week ago if it's available on the show floor for less. And so that's going to be the comp for this particular weekend coming up, it's the comp of what's the lowest I can get it and take it home with me or park it in my vault or whatever they want to do. That's a throwback to the old days. You can say, hey, here's what it sold on eBay, but you can say, look, it's available for this seven tables over. (laughs) One prediction about something that's going to occur at the 2022 National. What do you think? Let's see. Well... People always talk about record high prices, but they don't talk about record low prices. I mean, I think 
in a healthy industry, if everything's going up, that can't be forever, but things can go up and things can go down forever. It used to be people bragged about what a good deal they got on something. Now it's the other way around. And I'd like to see a return to, I got this card and either I paid this much for it or this little for it. And I'm happy that I have the card. Or in your case, that I have a fraction of the card or it's in my vault. I believe the value proposition of collectible is not just that I bought this card or a portion of it and it's going to go up in value. No, I own this card and the value goes up and down. It probably goes up more than down, but I'm enjoying owning all or part of this card. And that's what I want to happen. That's hopefully my hot take at the end of the national. It's here's what I got. Again, even though I'm the price guide guy, the value and the world record prices are secondary. I know it's what makes headlines, but I'd like to see a headline of lowest price ever to acquire this card. And then you're guaranteed to make money if you're buying the worst house on the block. The pride of ownership of collectibles has always been something that has not only provided a floor for prices, but has also made this hobby so fun, right? In good times and bad times, at the end of the day, it's a real passion pursuit and people you know, love it. The real collectors tend to come out at times like these. I share that sentiment. We're excited.